Nation. Did you know you can schedule your real estate sit-down with the guys at rondonsitdown.com? That's rondonsitdown.com, and you'll get a free camp mug that says I sat down with Ron and Don. I have 13 of them. Maybe even the guys will take you camping with your new mug. Now back to the show. Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to episode 374 now of the Ron and Don Show. And yeah, we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, let's talk about uh, this. We're going to talk about the fact that, well, there's a guy named Elon Musk that is trying to help out over in the Ukraine right now. Uh, Is he actually doing this or is this just some kind of mythology? talk about that also why are movies so damn long every time i sit down and watch an avenger movie with my son it's like a two hour and 45 minute commitment it's crazy have you seen the new spider-man this is a great movie and i don't think there's any spoiler alert now they had to have time for all three spider-men so it looks like each spider-man got got an hour that thing went almost three hours that's incredible to me we're getting to that, though. Let's get to this. It's kind of interesting to me when we see some high-profile people uh, go through divorces, uh, and we saw this with Jeff Bezos and his wife. Uh, they recently went through a divorce. He was cheating on her with his current girlfriend. She immediately divorced him. Uh, she found somebody else. She's remarried. And she has been very philanthropic. She is, in fact, last year... I think she gave away more of her wealth than anybody else on the planet. And she actually married married a school teacher, which I think is is real cool, you guys. In the meantime, uh, Melinda French Gates is now making the rounds. And uh, she was on, I believe, CBS This Morning with, uh, with Gail, Oprah's friend Gail. And she's actually talking about her relationship with Bill Gates. She's talking about Jeffrey Epstein. She's talking about what she could trust and what she couldn't trust. Ron, this is this is highly unusual. A lot of times power couples like this, especially two couples like that are going to continue these two are going to continue to work together, she says. She says they are friendly, but they are not friends. I find it very unusual that someone like Melinda French Gates is speaking out. Um, I don't know if I, I, I hear you. All the stuff you said, I agree with. I, I guess if I could play counterpoint for one second, um, she's no longer married to him. And so in one, on one level, and I, I'm not, I don't know this. I'm, I'm, I'm making all this up. It could be a needle to him in the sense that for 20, probably going on 30 years, she's had this uh, mantle placed on her, by Bill and probably all his handlers and publicists and all these lawyers at Microsoft that you can't say anything, don't say anything, you're attached to Bill, richest man in the world. She was told probably a million times over the last 30 years, you can talk about this, you can't talk about that. You can go here, but don't say anything about it. And maybe she's just sick of it. And she's like, I'm not married to you anymore. I get to say whatever I want to say to whoever I want to say it. 
And if you want to sue me, like, go ahead. I've got billions of dollars to defend myself. I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to say anything that is incriminating or that is embarrassing. I, I understand our legacy together, but I'm tired of being muzzled for my entire adult life. And so maybe that could be one thing she wants to do. The other thing could be just a media thing of like, she now wants to position herself as a, a philanthropist in her own right. And, and, and I think when you look back, did you almost just say philander, philanderer in her own right. Uh, when you look back at the narrative, if we're really honest, the transformation of Bill Gates happened because of Melinda. Bill Gates, if you remember the first act of his life, was as ruthless a business person as we've seen in the modern era. He created Microsoft and the wealth uh, that goes along with that by being absolutely cutthroat. He, Bill Gates put more entrepreneurs out of business uh, in his rise to power and more software developers. And if someone else was becoming a threat, he would just go buy that company. He would buy companies and just put them out of business just to buy them because he felt like they threatened something that he was doing. Like there's a reason why Microsoft was sued for antitrust for a long time. His transformation into like America's, uh, you know, grandfather that gives away all this money happened because of Melinda. Melinda was the one that really drove, I think, the, these efforts. And so I think the other part of this is she knows if she wants to be able to come out and have a stage and a platform to talk about the things that are important to her, she has to answer these questions. Otherwise, it will always be nagging her. Every time she wants to talk about an initiative that's important to her, if she doesn't answer this set of questions, they're always going to sneak in. So I think she just wants to clear the decks and say, hey, everybody, I'm going to step into my own right here and watch what I do when I'm not connected to him because I was the reason we did most of these things to begin with. And I think Bill fell in love with it as he did it. But if it wasn't for Melinda, I don't think Bill Gates ever becomes the the philanthropist that he became. Or the philanderer that he became. You know, that's a different story. for yeah, That was 20 years ago. I'm tired of people that are trying to link that to the divorce. They, they covered that ground 20 years ago. Don't you think? No, I mean, maybe it not, always nagged her. Are, are you not listening to what she's saying? The, the, in the interview, they really try to point toward a specific event. And it's pretty evident that there were multiple events in the way that she answers the questions. Right. So it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't one person and it was multiple people. And the Jeffrey Epstein thing really as it should angered her. I don't, that doesn't, uh, and that, me. and that was the thing that brought them to a divorce. It wasn't the philandering right. as I listened to her. It was his relationship and his friendship. What's with your Jeffrey, take on it? With Jeffrey Epstein. So what do you think she's up to? I, I, I think good for her. I think, uh, I think there's more to the Jeffrey Epstein story than we all know. Uh, and there's a reason that guy hung himself. There's a reason why there's a woman that did a lot of his bidding will probably be in jail for the rest of her life. And, 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 and there's a reason why Prince Andrew lost his Prince Princedom. Yeah. There's a, there's a reason why he settled, right? If he wasn't guilty, he would never settled. He would have, he would have sued her. He would have sued that young lady. So, um, so yeah, there's more to the Jeffrey Epstein story. I just don't know. 
if we'll ever find out how close Donald Trump was to that or how close Bill Clinton was to that. Or you look at the Harvard professor who is very, very close to that. Um, just a lot of people close to Jeffrey Epstein and that whole thing. And, uh, and I think everybody knew what was going on. And except maybe Melinda. So now she wants to just say, hey, I know... I knew what was going on, and, and, and for the record, that's one of the reasons why I divorced my husband. And I think she probably is doing that on behalf of her family, too, because uh, I think there was a lot of pressure on her to not get divorced, keep the family together, keep the power couple together. I think it will be a real, very interesting going into the future. Like she said, they will, will con- still continue to work together in the foundation. We are friendly, but we aren't friends. That's that'd be a place I wouldn't want to go to work to every day. I'll see you on the other side. Hey, you guys, can you believe this? We've been working with Les Schwab for the past 12 years, but Les Schwab has been around for 70 years now, right here in the great specific Northwest. In fact, they're celebrating with your chance to win a $700 prize certificate. That's pretty amazing. And all you have to do is share your Les Schwab story if you want to enter to win. And to do that, Ron, all you have to do is go to LesSchwab.com. I know that I have stories. You have stories. Mine involves a giant nail in my tire, and they fixed it for free. You can go to LesSchwab.com, tell your story, win that $700 prize. And while you're there, schedule a free pre-trip safety check right online. They will look at your wheels, alignment, brakes, shots, shocks, and struts, all for free. You can schedule yours at LesSchwab.com or just stop by and tell them Ron and Don sent you. That is Les Schwab Tires. We've been doing the right thing since 1952. You can just tell that, they, uh, that they're that they just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we, you know, we got, we got some, some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with... with Ron and Don. Mm-hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, uh, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and a, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we, yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community. And knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is, is comforting. <laughs> <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now. And we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit. But it's an experience that we'll always remember and have and... Um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Please hit subscribe on your podcast player.
We'd also love if you gave us a review. Now let's get back to building Ted. I mean Laverne and Shirley. No, seriously, it's R&D and with me, that's three. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don shows. We're talking. Uh, the war in Ukraine still continues. There's talk of a ceasefire, uh, but it still seems like this war continues. What what has surprised you about the war uh, so far? That it happened mm-hmm. in, in in the beginning. Like, it was... Uh... I, I, I'm no expert on Eastern European politics, but just on its face, it's like you have this guy that um, is clearly power hungry, clearly a dictator, and saying one thing, doing doing the other, and the maneuvering of it, and the the ability to just come out and do a press conference with a straight face that of all made up information. Still, it always shocks me, even though we had four years of that uh, with the previous president. It's still just it's alarming to me of like how what what is the mindset of a human being where you see the world in an entirely fabricated way, like saying, hey, uh, I now declare these these things their own country and we're going to go in. It's like you just make something like you just say something and that's what it is. And then act on it to where you're you're just killing people, like the, the part that's the part of it that is just surprising me. I, I cannot. I was thinking about this deeply the other day. It's like, could I access that mentality of like I don't care who gets killed, I don't care if uh, you know you see them pulling bodies out of the uh, the apartment building off of their Freedom Square, attacking civilians, attacking women, attacking innocent children all because you have this in quest for power. Like I do not get that like that. I don't have that part of my brain. It just is very bizarre to me. And, and then also the heroism of the Ukrainian people is the next thing that jumps into my mind. Like when you see the woman walk up to a soldier holding an AK 47 and says, put these seeds in your pocket because at least we'll have some flowers grow out of you when you're dead. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Like, that that woman to me is, like, heroic beyond measure. And yeah, when she's handed them the sunflower seeds. Uh, and we've seen uh, this morning in a major battle, we saw hundreds and hundreds of people that weren't armed just standing outside the city, standing in the way of those tanks. It, it's interesting because it, it like some of these tank forces are – seem to be from Russia seem to be very friendly. They, they stop at some places in the Ukraine and they try to fill up with gas at some of the gas stations and they offer, offer money in order to fill up, which you usually don't see when a brutal regime is coming in. I don't, I don't think Hitler was rolling through uh, places like Poland and stopping and filling up and, and, and is topping off his tank of his panzers and wondering if he could pay somebody money for that. It, it's interesting the way that that the Russians and the Ukrainians can speak and talk to each other uh, because they know each other so well. And um, and then you hear of some Russians that have family members in the Ukraine and, and vice versa. I am blown away by uh, their bravery. I'm blown away by the fact that you have an actor who is basically leading the Ukrainian people and doing a great job. Uh, his He's pull, on the Dancing his, with the Stars Ukraine. Yeah, Have you seen his, that footage? Yeah, his poll numbers before this, though, were not good. And people did not think that he was a good leader. And 
boy, if he's acting, he's doing a, a, a great job. If this is not really him, I don't know who it is, but he has really stepped into it and then really uh, put the West on notice that, hey, you need to help us here. And you, uh, the, the people say sanctions usually don't work, and, and the sanctions are extraordinary. And it seems like the sanctions are working, especially when you get all places, when you get a place like Switzerland, who is usually Switzerland, and for Switzerland to step in and say, hey, we're going to cut off all the banking here. Uh, and then my favorite thing is of the gentleman who was Ukrainian that worked on a Russian yacht worth $773 million, and he just sunk that thing in the middle mm. of the night. And now you see all these Russians with their yachts uh, – literally running in their yachts, running for their lives because they're afraid that somehow the United States government or NATO is going to get a hold of those yachts. And seize the yachts, yeah. And seize the yachts, sink those yachts, or, or sell those Have yachts. Have you seen so. the footage of the grandmother making Maltov cocktails? And I think CNN goes over to interview her, and they're like, how'd you learn how to make Maltov cocktails? She's like, I looked it up on Google, and she's got <laughs> wow. dozens and dozens of bottles that she is filling up and making Molotov cocktails. And then the other thing that I really thought was interesting in, in this conflict so far is I was on Twitter and I came across a thread where infantrymen and tank operators from around the world had jumped on a thread and they were informing Ukrainian civilians how to disarm these tanks, especially in an urban area. And so they would say, hey, I served, uh, this was my rank, I've, I've served with this, take a, Maltev, uh, a cocktail and throw it. At, they would have a diagram of the tank, say, put it right here. Here's what happens to the guy looking through the periscope. They were going through, these threads were incredible of like how to make the, um, what are the conveyor belt runner things, the treads, mm -hmm. how to have the treads come off if you do this and it was this thread of military professionals around the world jumping on and saying, these tanks were not built to go through cities. Here's what you do, even if you're just a civilian. If you see them coming down your road, you can do this, you can do that, you can do the other thing. And many of these tanks, as you said, have just been abandoned. The Ukrainian government offered um, $50,000 U.S., and they offered, uh, uh, if people abandoned the Russian military, asylum in, in Ukraine, and a lot of soldiers just walked away and abandoned their uh, their armored vehicles. A lot or some? I've seen many. I, I saw footage of uh, on on the news of, I mean, I don't know if it's hundreds. It was it was a number of armored armored vehicles, and then the Ukrainians announced, hey, if you happen to commandeer a Russian Vehicle, you do not have to pay any taxes on it. It's it's tax free. Oh, they announced that. So I just I just put a bow around it. I'm kind of amazed. Like when you look back at Desert Storm and Storm and Norman Schwarzkopf under President Bush one, and what five hundred thousand Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. Like if you count up. Everybody that was involved in getting all the men and women over there, and then just this blitzkrieg attack of taking those M1 M1 tanks. You can drive one of those forty-five to sixty miles an hour and and shell and and really connect. And 
And if you go back and look at what we did in Iraq and Afghanistan and what we still do in some of those places, but it's just not talked about, uh, especially with helicopters. How how does the Russian army, who lives right next door to the Ukraine, you've had 30 years to prepare for this. How do you roll in there in your brand new rattle, uh, uh, your battle rattle, and run out of gas? Exactly. All right, you guys, a lot of people are switching to Mitch. That's right, Mitch.loans. You know what you find out, though? It's kind of interesting, and this happens to a lot of us. You haven't had your credit pulled in an awful long time. You pull the credit, and you find out, hey, there's some things on here that don't belong on here. Hey, before you refinance or before you go after that loan, it's really important to get underwritten first. And then that way, if you get in a competitive real estate deal, You've already dealt with the fact that, you know what? That charge from American Express wasn't your charge. You've already dealt with your credit report. That's why, Mitch, it is so important to get underwritten, right? It gives you a lot of leverage when you get into the real estate deal. It sure is, yeah. And that credit thing is huge because we have people all the time who come and we pull their credit and there's something that they just have no idea about, right? And we have a credit specialist on our team. I've seen most things. But this credit specialist will go in and fix it for you. And it's huge when it comes to buying later down the road. All right. He's Mitch Weeks. He's the official mortgage guy of the Ronadon Nation. You get half a percent off of your mortgage fees when you say, hey, I'm with Ron and Don, and you buy that new house. Go to Mitch.loans right now for more info. That's Mitch.loans, NMLS, 169-1573. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Every Tuesday night, my son and I uh, play a little basketball. He's in a... A little group play some basketball going about and then uh we who, order. who wins this one-on-one battle yeah and then we order some pizza and then we go home and last night basketball was uh canceled so he and i uh played a little uh one-on-one basketball we had quite a discussion about sex ed he's learning at school i'm mm. uh, not going to go into that right now but uh we'll do that on a do that on a later episode uh he always asked me daddy what what movie do you want to go home and watch and he loved i i I need the Avengers to make some more movies because, boy, have we, have we watched those movies. And we've watched them again and again. And the hard thing is, is when you commit to, like, watching an Avengers movie. Well, heaven forbid you know you're your gonna, you're, You know you're going to go at least two hours and 40 minutes. And in, in, in any of these movies, like Endgame, you're heading toward three hours. And there's, uh, there's an article out today uh, asking this question, why are... Why are movies so long? A quick sidebar with your son in particular. Heaven forbid you say a wrong factoid or don't know the, a character. He will stop the movie down and explain the entire Marvel universe to you. So, like, not only is the movie two hours and 40 minutes, getting coached up on who's who yeah. and what's what Three and, and what hours. their superpower is. Three and, a half and hours. like, if yep. I, I've made the mistake of like, calling someone by the wrong like thanos by the wrong name yeah and now we gotta we gotta pull out a whiteboard and diagram the whole marvel universe because i got that wrong he has an incredible memory in terms of putting all these things together i do not have a brain like that yet it's it's interesting on the um the, the article you sent there's like two things going on and, and refresh my memory if i'm leaving something out everyone's attention span is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. 
uh, if you're on TikTok or you're on Instagram stories or Facebook stories, everybody wants like the seven second little video that is funny. And then it seems like Hollywood and these movie producers are trying to compensate the other way and go, okay, if we're going to make a movie, we might as well super serve people like your son that are really into this because we know to tear someone away from their small screen, from their phone, uh, we're going to have to do something extra special. So if you are a Spider-Man fan, we're going to get all the Spider-Man. We're going to have every story. Let's get you like villains. We got all the villains. We got all the Spider-Man. We got all the villains. We're going to throw them all in the same universe. Oh, you don't like this universe. We have all the universes. So we got all the universes, all the Spider-Man, all the villains go. And so they are saying we can't, we're not, we're going to do something so radically different than the seven to 15 second videos or the Twitter attention span that, but it's, you really got to be into this to watch it. That's sort of, and that makes sense in a way uh, for the casual viewer and casual fan. They do look at these things now and go, Oh my God, two hours and 45 minutes. That's what I, I you on your request. I started watching 1883. So I paid my money to Paramount Plus or Hulu or whatever the streaming service is. Paramount Plus. I got through the first episode. Cinematography's great. Uh, there's a lot of beard dye on on Tim McGraw. Faith looks great. Uh, the young woman seems like she's going to be the lead through the carrot through the thing. And then I was just like, wow, each one of these episodes is a full hour. This is a big, like, you got to be in the right 1883 mindset. You're not, bi- I'm not binge watching 1883. You almost have to be back in 1883. It's like, this is a commitment. So I got through episode one and now I'm like, wow. But the people that are really into Yellowstone in 1883, like that's their jam. So I, for me though, I got to, I, I liked it. But I'm like, do I want to go? I got eight more hours of this. You know, I binge, season one. You know, I binge watch a show. I watch the first episode, episode in the middle, and the last episode, and then I'm done. That's how I watch Yellowstone because all the other crap in there is just leading up to the end anyway. That's how you watch 1883. So if someone's dead in the middle. Do you like someone me? in the middle? Because they recap the hell out of everything. I see. Everything is still recap. So you really pay attention to last yeah, so time by, on 1883. By the, by the time. You, so you could you can binge watch the whole thing, and I could just watch the beginning, one episode in the middle, and the end. I'll know just as much as you. You're probably the type of guy that when you get a book, you read the first page and then immediately flip to the last page. Sometimes. Yeah. I've never done that. I have to watch every episode. Yeah. Hey, you guys. Thanks for stopping by the Ron and Don Show. We appreciate you, and we are licensed brokers at Windermere, and it is crazy out there right now, but crazy in a good way. I think there's opportunities to buy and to sell, and we're here to help you, right? Absolutely. We've had uh, stuff is heating up literally and figuratively. Uh, it all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Uh, we are getting real good at this, real good at writing competitive offers, real good at doing listings. So if you've been thinking about this, and the, the biggest thing I think that people, at least recently, have been wanting to know is like, okay, tell me where I'm at, and then what happens next? That's the anxiety point. What happens next? And so we got a game plan for both of those. You can reach out to me directly, ron at windermere.com. Buyer's uh, playbook, seller's playbook. I just uh, sent off two of those this morning to Rick, my electrician. And uh, we're going to go hunting, I think, up in uh, Shoreline. 
if you need us, we're here. We love it, you guys. And and thanks for referring all your friends to us, too. Elaine did that this week. She referred a friend, didn't she? Absolutely. So. Ron at Windermere.com. Yeah. Appreciate that. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 375. 376. Oh, On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network.